how can we get through our grief? Hi, friends. This is Shri at Bible Project. In this episode, we're exploring what it means to express our anger and sadness to God while we're suffering loss. If you or someone you love is grieving right now, stay tuned. Today's reflection will encourage you. Listen in. Hey, this is Carissa at Bible Project. Today, we are taking a look at the book of Lamentations. Lamentations is a short collection of poems that focuses on suffering and grief. In particular, this book is a response to the fall of Jerusalem, and it explores what it was like to live in Jerusalem when it was captured and destroyed by Babylon around 586 BCE. And it was horrific. In many ways, the book is like other memoirs of those who have gone through brutal historical moments, a communal diary of poems expressing some of the worst things imaginable, parents watching their own children suffer and starve, and unspeakable things beyond this. This is literature of the oppressed. In some ways, it resembles literature of other suffering communities, and in other ways, it's unique. For one, it's written in poetic style. Poetry was a vehicle of communication used by the biblical authors for expressing things that went beyond the experience of everyday words. Poetry, with its vivid language and imagery, offered a way to express the unimaginable. Lamentations is also unique in that it's not just grief expressed, but it's a theological reflection on the suffering that's come on the people. So as you read, you'll hear the author attribute this destruction of the city to God because of the people's sin. It's because the people have this long history of violating the covenant relationship that God has finally responded with exile. The leaders especially are called out for their allegiance to other gods and their injustice toward the vulnerable in society. And now the consequences are falling on the whole community. Does this mean that when we, or communities, suffer, we should attribute it to God or our own sin? No, not at all. While suffering does often follow from sin, there are many examples of the innocent suffering in Scripture. It also may be that we are encountering an ancient framework where only God is seen as powerful enough to bring about the destruction of nations. Lamentations, as with other books of scripture, is a prophetic work. It's a theological interpretation inspired by the Spirit of God. When we suffer today, we probably don't have this God's eye view of why our suffering is happening, but we can still learn from this book how to respond when suffering does happen. As the title suggests, Lamentations is a book of laments. If you're familiar with the Psalms, you may have heard the word lament before. A lament is a communal song for expressing grief to God and crying out for help. The book of Psalms is full of them. The book of Lamentations describes in detail the suffering experienced, interwoven with cries for help and comfort from God. Like the lament Psalms, the book of Lamentations also contains hope. In the midst of recounting in painful detail the grief experienced, the poet expresses hope in God's great love and compassion. It's God's character that the poet finds comfort in, his disposition and his love. 
It isn't that God is going to fix the suffering or the situation necessarily, but Lamentations teaches us to wait within the suffering, to be in our suffering, not to ignore or escape it, but to endure it with hope in God's character. Here's Lamentations 3.28. Imagine the poet singing about the one who suffers in a somber minor key. Let him sit alone in silence, for Yahweh has laid it on him. In other words, go through the grief, don't avoid it, really acknowledge it. He continues, let him bury his face in the dust, there may yet be hope. Let him offer his cheek to one who would strike him, and let him be filled with disgrace. For no one is cast off by the Lord forever. Though he brings grief, he will show compassion. So great is his unfailing love, for he does not willingly bring affliction or grief to anyone. The poet is encouraging the audience to trust in God's character, that he actually grieves when people do. In suffering, we don't always know the outcome, but we do know that God cares. Even though the poet frames the destruction of Jerusalem as an act of God's justice because of sin, the poet also expresses anger and cries out to God for rescue, showing that he trusts that God cares deeply about what's wrong in the world. Whether we are responsible for grief and pain or not, God cares deeply. Jesus on the cross shows us that God hears our cries, enters into our pain, and suffers with us and for us. Like many biblical authors and the communities they wrote to, we too are called to lament, to express our grief, pain, and anger at what's not right in the world. So I want to invite you to do that as a spiritual practice whenever it feels appropriate. There's no special formula, but here are some invitations. Notice what is broken in your community world, life, self, and relationships. Those are very deep pains. Say them out loud or write what has happened. Just describe what things are like. You might feel some big feelings. So let yourself feel it and don't try to move past the grief too fast. Just be in it. This is actually how you move through it by experiencing and acknowledging it. From biblical laments, we learn that it's okay to feel sad and angry and all shades of it, and it's okay to express it to God. So do just that. Express it to him. Notice your feelings, your sensations, your thoughts, and speak or write them. Then protest against the pain and wrongs you see in God's world. Ask him for change or transformation, healing or justice. Ask him for his grace where you or others don't deserve it. And then imagine Jesus there on the cross taking on all the grief and pain of the world. He carries it for you, for us even when we don't deserve it, even when others don't deserve it. He experiences pain with us. He fights against darkness for us. He's victorious over it on the cross. And he's breathed new life into his creation so that restoration can begin happening within and right around us. We can trust him even in the discomfort of waiting, even when the pain doesn't subside and we don't know if it's going to. Remind yourself of God's never-changing character, like the poet of Lamentations, who says in 3, 22-24, Because of Yahweh's great love, we are not consumed, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, Yahweh is my portion, therefore I will wait for Him. Lamentations 3, 22 through 33. 
Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke while he is young. Let him sit alone in silence, for the Lord has laid it on him. Let him bury his face in the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him offer his cheek to one who would strike him, and let him be filled with disgrace. For no one is cast off by the Lord forever. Though he brings grief, he will show compassion. So great is his unfailing love. For he does not willingly bring affliction or grief to anyone. Lamentations 3, 22 through 33. Now let's take some time to reflect. The biblical authors of books like Lamentations and the Psalms invite us to express our hard feelings to God. But this in and of itself can be hard. It's so much easier to avoid pain. I can relate to the temptation to numb out with distractions or ventilate my frustrations with others without ever hashing it out with God. He is patient with us. He understands how painful our situations can be. He cares and grieves with us. Today, let's practice grieving with Him. I have three ways we can practice together now. Listen closely and press pause if you need more time to reflect. Let's begin. What is one specific area you are grieving right now? Notice the sensations you experience as you think about your grief and take a moment to express each feeling to God. Now I invite you to continue your prayer by asking God to show His compassion towards your painful situation. While you wait on God's answer to your prayers, imagine giving Jesus the weight of your grief and concerns now. What does it look like as He carries it? What do you imagine Him doing to show His compassion in your situation?
Thanks for taking time to reflect and practice with us today. Before we go, can I pray for you? God, I pray for all those listening now who are experiencing loss, uncertainty, and pain. I pray that you would bring them your comfort, that you'd restore what they've lost, heal all that hurts, and provide everything they need. Defend their courage, refresh their hope, renew their purpose, and help them not to give up. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Today's message was by Dr. Carissa Quinn. Our show production and scripture reading was by Dan Gummel. Our theme music by Grant William Harold. And I'm Sheree Hayes, your host. Reflections is more than just a podcast. It's a community of friends like Jacob. Hello, I am Jacob. I'm from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And I really enjoy listening to the Reflections podcast on my walk to or from work. Thanks, Jacob. I'm so glad we get to walk with you each week. For those who want to continue walking through Lamentations, we have a video that outlines the literary design of the whole book, along with more reflection questions to help you dive deeper. Find it at bibleproject.com study. Bible Project is a crowdfunded nonprofit. We provide free resources so we can all experience the Bible as a unified story that leads to Jesus. It's free because of the generosity of people like you from all around the world. Thank you.